Hi, my friends, and welcome to From Here to There. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing about the lives of many people throughout history and people alive today that God has worked through in order to bring increase and influence of His kingdom here on earth. But in this first series, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you my story, how God was able to take me from powerless to powerful and from the nest to the nations. I really believe that as you listen, God is going to give you keys to moving forward toward your God destiny. So let's get started with this week's message. So last week I shared about the Bible school that I began to direct in our local church and how God had gathered us all together in School of the Spirit to pray out the plan for the church and what we were generating at that time and in that place. And our God is the same. He still wants to generate these things in our churches. Today, I thought it would be great. I just got my hands on a few cassette tapes from those days, which were in about the year 2005, 2006, 2007. Of those times, we were together in Manila in our Bible school. And I am going to pull this week a clip from one of those SOSs so that you can hear some of what was being taught and some of the prayer that we prayed, and you will find the topic to be revival and restoration. And so I hope that it blesses you. For a man and woman to come together and create life. But remember, it's only God who gives the breath. And so God, when he creates a human, has a plan for that person. And when they get born again, they're revived or restored back into fellowship with that plan. If they never hear about Jesus and they never get born again, they'll never walk in the fullness of the plan. They'll still live their life on earth, but they won't live to the fullness that God intended. Amen. So their revival is an awakening of the church, but it's also a restoration of the world individual by individual into their calling and position. And so God wants to pour out revival or recovery of breath in the earth, he's been wanting to since Jesus was here. And there have been moves and waves of God's presence, of God's miracle-working power, waves of revelation. Remember, the glory of God filling the earth is God's presence. And God's presence fills the earth through yielded vessels. If God could pour out his presence on the earth apart from our willingness and our obedience, he would. God is limited himself to working within our choices. And so God cannot enforcing his plans on the earth. Now we see a type of that in the Old Testament when the law came to demand that people be righteous. But did it work? No. When the law came, people saw they never could measure up. John chapter 1, it says that the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through the man, Jesus Christ. The law came to enforce the kingdom onto the earth by force, but in Jesus, grace and truth came. Grace is God's enablement, and we allow that to happen by our choice to receive it. So God wants all men to come to the knowledge of truth, but a man has to choose to honor, yield to the message of salvation, right? Or he won't be able to partake of the grace. And so in that same way, that's a kingdom principle. We allow God the place to move in our life. We allow God to move in the earth by our yieldedness. 
His eyes are searching the earth looking for somebody who will pray, somebody who will yield, somebody who will give him room in their life to bring heaven into the earth. And of course, you're here. So he found you and me. And so we get to do that together. At the time when Jesus drove the money changers out of the temple, he said, my father's house is to be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves and robbers. And so he was quoting and them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. We see here, this is what Jesus was quoting in the New Testament when he drove those money changers out. He said, you've made it into a den of thieves, but my father's house is primarily to be called a house of prayer. I find that interesting. He didn't call it a house of healing. He didn't call it a house of wisdom. He didn't call it a house of miracles. You know, he called it a house of prayer. So we know that God has put a priority on prayer, and we know why is because God can do his anointing, his wisdom, his supply is not available to us without a connection. And religion, guys, is trying to get those things without the relationship. Religion is trying to do things to get the wisdom of God and the supply of God and the miracles of God to do things apart from relationship. That's religion. And religion doesn't produce anything. But relationship, see, religion is based on the law. Religion is based on enforcement. If you do these things, you cause yourself to line up, then you can be in place for God to come. But the New Testament is a grace and truth came through Jesus Christ saying, you your part is to connect with me. If you connect with me and yield to me and receive what I have, I will do it in you. And so the new covenant is a covenant of God waiting for us. He already did everything he was going to do. Does God want his spirit poured out in the earth? Yes. He said in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. What is he waiting for? He's waiting for the church to get in position, get lined up, and bring Usher his glory in. His glory is going to come in only by us yielding to it. And so anyway, there have been men and women in the past who have yielded to it. There have been moves of God. And what we're learning here is very, very important because I believe that this nation really is a key to end time harvest. I really believe that. Not that you're the only ones, but you're strategically placed and God has been working here for years building a foundation through the word of God that's come through missionaries, through the blood of people who have given their lives here. God's been investing in this nation because he's got a great call for you. You may not all go away to other nations, but you all are a part of bringing revival into the earth through your nation. And of course, us specifically through our church. We can't control the whole nation, but we can control what we do in this church. God isn't looking for any more religion, but he is looking for those who will acknowledge and know that it is by grace that we're saved through faith. And it's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. And when we see that, we can come boldly to his presence. And when we come boldly to his presence, we come available to help and work together with him to bring his plan into the earth. We need wisdom, you see, to balance these things. And this is why we have School of the Spirit, because in School of the Spirit, it's not just, quote, prayer time, although it is mostly prayer time. I didn't call it prayer, because 
aside from just religiously praying, we have got to learn how to hear from God. We have to learn how to hear from the Holy Spirit. We have to learn His ways. That's why I'm calling it School of the Spirit. You have to know whether God's telling you to lay down your law career to be a mighty evangelist or whether, you know, you're getting ahead of God and you're trying to be in the ministry when you should be working. How are you going to know how to divide that? How do we find those things? By the Holy Spirit. The best way to learn about the Holy Spirit is to spend time with Him. Yes, we have to be people of prayer, and we have to be people who hear from God. Prayer is hearing from God. It's not just talking to God. It's not just begging God. It's learning to communicate, talk and hear, talk and hear. And we don't talk and hear with our head. We talk and hear with our heart. And we never learned how to do that before. So we have to practice. <laughs> you know, we have to practice following those unctions. God gave us prayer language so that he could teach us things we don't know. And we have to learn how these things operate. So he gave up his law career and prepared himself to run the race God had for him. He prepared for the work by fasting and praying and seeking strength from God. His preaching was strange, offensive, and unpopular, especially among preachers. You know, one thing you need to be aware of is Satan really is the author of religion. And so religion will very often resist what the true moves of God are doing. And when a true move of God does begin to spring up, religion will try to stifle it by putting it into a form, a tradition, rather than letting it be life. That's why you got to learn to follow the Holy Ghost. Just because in your last care group or your last meeting, God did something this way. You know, we've all done this. Oh, you know, we just sang that song and the presence of God came. So let's sing that song again. You know, we try to duplicate what God did by doing the same thing again. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't certain songs do have an anointing on them for certain times. That's true. But the point is that we're not going to manufacture a move of God by copying or trying to duplicate what somebody else did we're going to get a move of God by getting in contact with God from our heart with desire and passion those of you that are learning church history every time God sprung up some living water through Martin Luther through John Wesley there was revelation remember now revelation it comes from heaven and it comes out of us we don't all hear a voice like Peter and James did this is my beloved son Listen to him. See, those were the three main apostles of the Lamb. They heard that voice. You're not going to hear that voice very often. And if you do, you, you should probably be nervous about hearing that because it usually means like God is like intervening in a major way to stop you. Don't do that. Or basically like he told Peter, shut up. That's what he was saying. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. In other words, stop talking and start listening. Just listen. And so tradition and religion every time would try to take the life out of the move of God by putting it into a form. So that's why we need to be against religion. Religion will try to stop the move of God. When he came in on Luke chapter 4 and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me, Jesus began to tell them, this is fulfilled today. Well, they didn't like that. They said, isn't that just Jesus? I mean, he grew up here. Who does he think he is? They didn't esteem and honor the gift that God had brought. It says he could do no my works. It doesn't say he wouldn't. It says he couldn't because nobody believed and nobody expected. Nobody honored. Nobody said, oh, 
God is with us. <laughs> Emmanuel, nobody recognized that. You know, in the case of the transfiguration, God didn't want Peter to build tabernacles. He just wanted him to listen and acknowledge that this is the Christ. This is the son of the living God. Listen to him. He's come to tell you something. You know, we say we can't recreate things by religiously duplicating something someone did. But remember, there's still our principles. Principles are kingdom foundational things that if we duplicate principles, we will get the result. But not necessarily duplicating, well, the exact form that that service went and we do this and then we do that. But the principle of it, we're not giving you rituals to follow. We're not giving you service plans. We're not even really necessarily giving you teaching outlines. The earth is breaking the hard things of, remember Genesis, Noah, the flood? The fountains of the earth broke up and water began to spring out. What's the water? It's life. It's word of God. Those fountains are breaking up in more than one place. And so we're going to do our part to break up that hardness. What is that hardness? Man's ideas, religion, traditions of man, hard-heartedness, dishonor for God. I'm going to do it my way, not God's way. You know, God has new ways. Behold, I'm doing new thing. <laughs> he never changes, but he can do a new thing every day. How can that be? And it's true in the ages of time. You know, he's doing things today he's never done before. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Lord, we seriously take our position. We take our responsibility before you to bring heaven's plans into this church, Lord. And we take our position as prayers to usher and to bring your word and your presence and your plans to pray those plans from heaven. Plans that eye has not seen and ear has not heard and hasn't entered in yet into the heart of man. But you are revealing those plans this day and this time by your Holy Spirit. First of all we come to you boldly we thank you that we are the righteousness of god in christ we thank you that because of the blood of the lamb you've washed us and cleansed us and made us righteous we thank you that we can open our mouth and declare we are redeemed by your blood we're redeemed we thank you for the blood of the lamb that washes us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness thank you lord that every day we can walk in newness of life because of the blood of jesus and we appropriate that blood today over every student spirit soul and body mind will and emotions over our physical possessions lord over our families in the name of jesus i apply that blood with the authority that you've given me i declare the covering under the the canopy of the blood of the lamb and you said no weapon that was formed against us could prosper and that every tongue that accuses us would be condemned and so i come against and I come against the lies to the enemy in Jesus' name. We rebuke lies in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Lord, that we know the truth. We are lovers of truth. It is truth. It's truth. It's truth that sets us free. <laughs> and so we acknowledge today that we are covered by the blood. And I do, again, I put the blood over our minds, Lord. I put the blood of emotions. I put the blood over the mind, will, and emotions of our pastoral staff, Lord God, of our administrative staff in Jesus' name. The blood, the blood, the blood. I put the blood of the Lamb over the mind, will, and emotions of our children, of our spouses, of our family members. In the name of Jesus, we put ourselves under the covering of the blood. We thank you, Lord, that that blood is redeeming blood. It's able to redeem everything that the devil's stolen from us, and I command restoration. You said we're living in the days of restoration of all things, so we demand restoration from the thief of the things that have been stolen. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that there are fortunes and finances that are being restored. 
restored. I thank you, Lord, that there are relationships that are being restored. I thank you that there are jobs and assignments that are being restored. In Jesus' name, in this day, it is the day of restoration. And so we rejoice because you're restoring us. You're restoring all things. And I command a restoration of all, 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 all that the devil's stolen in my life and in the life of these students, in the life of our pastors, Lord, all of it. It is the day of restoration. We call it back in Jesus' name because of the blood. And I thank you. We rejoice in that. We believe that. We are walking in newness of life. We are walking today in newness of life. If those things that the devil's stolen from them, we call them back in Jesus' name. It's just like the difference between traveling a foot. You know, you can travel a foot or you could just get into a Concorde jet and just cross the Atlantic in three hours. It's the highway and it's so much accelerated that way. So much accelerated. And so, you know, our mind would say, but I don't understand these things. I ask you this, don't try to figure it out, but do perceive with your heart. I don't even know it all. But I know that when we follow our heart and we release what God is causing us to release, that it brings his presence, right? So we know that we're going the right way. Now, I do not have a clue in my natural mind what we were praying about today. I mean, as far as persons, situations, I had nobody in my mind. I don't even know if that was real for, in my natural mind. I don't know if there was a situation. But we don't have to know, but when we get up in that place, God will show us, and he shows us for our own good. You can go through things, like a weather, okay, if you're on the ground and you're going through a storm, you're going to be trudging through that storm and mud and lightning, but if you get into a plane, you can just, now it's bumpy, if you've ever flown, you go through a big storm cloud, you'll hit some bumps, but you're going to get through it really quick. That's how it is when you do it in the spirit. If you do it in the spirit, you still might come in contact with those oppositions, but because it's showing you how to get through it, you're going to get through it. So do it the highway. We're doing it the highway. I don't, like I said, I don't understand exactly, but I know that the Holy Ghost leads us. And so that's our assignment. When we get up there and we pray for that stuff, we don't have to know. It doesn't matter if we ever know. We just know that we were obedient. And then when we start singing like that, you see, that's a river. That's just a flow. It's like the Holy Spirit's the orchestrator, the director. Nobody told everybody to sing. It just started coming. And songs are transportation. It takes, it's carrying us into a word. There's a lady that's going to be coming here next October. We talked to her on the phone that morning with Pastor Paul. Do you remember Mary Frances? She spoke and somebody type, be accurate here. There is a place in the spirit that is created by a sound, and you can ride to a realm on sound. Now, there is something that the Holy Ghost has taught me in this last year, and there are then particular and peculiar cities that I will go to, peculiar in that suddenly the spirit will say, there's a sound here to be played, and I want the musicians to stay, and I want you to sit down for a moment. Let me just explain quickly what we're going to do. You are blessed here to have sounds that come forth from your musicians that are heavenly sounds. And I was simply participating in the Holy Ghost with you to the sounds and singing forth when I believe the Holy Spirit said that this is a city, this is a people, and it happens like this. I used to reach out to all the people and I would care over them and love on them like I hope you're receiving from me a tremendous love for you. 
and trying to hold you together by the Spirit and secure you by my Spirit, it seems to be so important to our Father. And so he put that in my heart. And so I would say and refer to myself is like I am a mama hen over her chicks. And so the Holy Ghost corrected me last year in front of everybody, and he said, stop calling yourself a mama hen. If you're a mama hen, then that makes them chickens. And there are no chickens. So he said, you're a mama eagle, because all the sons and daughters are eagles. Some of them are eaglets, but born an eagle. And he said there was a realm, a place I would follow him into, and he wanted me to take all of you there. It's a place, a level of the glory and the power. It's a realm that exists. I go there with him. But there have been certain congregations that suddenly it will seem the Holy Ghost will interrupt the praise and worship that he has inhabited and say, let the music give the lift to your wings, Mary friend, and put the eagles, eaglets on your wings what you know about eagles. Do you have eagles here in the Philippines? We said, yes, of course we do. Philippine eagle. Well, we do in Tennessee, and it's interesting about an eagle and a mama eagle, and I have learned this, that when it's time to teach the eagles to fly, because they are ready to be eagles, she'll force them out of the nest, kind of push them a bit, and I kind of push on you and be kind of direct with you, and she'll do that, and she'll get them on their wings finally on her wings and the baby eaglets are so happy because they're going to go flying with mama and they're on their big wings and she goes higher and higher and higher up where the air is thin there's a place in the spirit where it can seem to you as though the air is thin there's a place to go in the realms of god and it's almost as though it's hard for you to catch your breath and the mama eagle will take the eaglets way up high and they're so happy and then suddenly she drops her wings and the eaglet babies go toddling toward the earth and they're going, Mama, Mama, Mama. You know, this is true. If you study eagles, I've read this before. This is how the Mama Eagle gets the babies out of the desk. And suddenly Mama will swoop down and catch them. And they learn to fly. Then she says, if, if you've ever flown in a glider, a plane without an engine, you know, all you can hear is the sound of the wind, for there's no other sound. And you ride the winds. And there's a way to ride the winds of sound with the anointing going to take us into a place, a realm of glory and power that belongs to you. It's a much higher place than where you've been, but apparently it's time. Once you go into a place, it's familiar because you've been given access, and so you can go there anytime. So anyway, she then, I was there that night, and she took the musicians up there, and she started to do very similar to what we do in here, and that's really what we're doing in here every day, like that who's ever leading, whether it's me or Pastor Marl or, or Pastor Edwin or who, we always know the way, but we're willing to be the guide to teach all of us the way. If you've been there once, you can get there again. But if you go there repeatedly, it's easy to get there again. And so we need to go the highway. Amen. So, Father, thank you for today, and thank you for teaching us about your sounds and your winds and your spirit and your highways. And I thank you, Lord, that this week is a week of higher ways. I thank you for the word that is sharp, living, active, powerful, able to divide between soul and spirit. I pray that the word this week is anointed to penetrate, to cut. We don't even mind you cutting, Lord, that you would penetrate and cut away things that are not of you. And we thank you, Lord, for taking us higher by your word and your spirit this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening this week. It was fun to go back and remember some of the things that God was speaking and saying during that strategic time. And one thing I found is that prophetic words are timeless. We can read the book of Isaiah, and it's just as cutting edge as if it was talking about today. 
And it's like that when we get in prayer or when we're speaking and preaching under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it's timeless. So I pray that it blessed you this week. And I look forward to talking again with you next week and continuing with the story of how God was leading us forward and the things that happened personally in my life and in the lives of others. I pray that it will bless you. Love you. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening today. I pray you were blessed and encouraged. One of my life scriptures is Hebrews 11.1 in the Jordan translation. It says, Now faith is the turning of dreams into deeds. It is betting your life on unseen realities. In Jesus Christ, you have what it takes to step into all God has prepared for you. If this episode's blessed you, please share it with someone else. I look forward to meeting with you again next week.